What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are Deep Dive Sports, and we are back with another episode of the Lights Out podcast. Uh, today, we're just going to talk about the recap of UFC 268. That was on Saturday, November 6th, uh, just a week ago, and or two weeks ago, I believe. And then we had a fight card with Max Holloway as a headliner uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, we're going to recap that just a little bit, talk about Max, what we think is next. Um, but I'm excited to talk about UFC 268, personally. Um, I was... I don't know if you're able to watch the full fight card. Um, we just got to do this today, by the way. So I know Antonio um, today is still figuring out some some personal stuff. So hopefully we'll be back next time. But Duke, I want to I want to hear your thoughts on UFC 268. The uh, fight card was stacked. The prelims were ridiculous. They were all knockouts. Um, let me hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, main event you had Kamar Usman, Colby Covington. Uh, uh, Kamar Usman wins it uh, via unanimous unanimous decision. But uh, the fight was great. I mean, <clears throat> you can knock Colby Covington all you want as bad of a person as you think he is or as he makes himself out to be, I guess. But, but Colby Covington is – if Kamara Usman wasn't the champion, I think Colby Covington would be at welterweight. And that's just because if you look at Kamara Usman's – if you look at his past opponents, I mean, Colby has given him the toughest fight out of anybody that he's fought. So I think without – Kamara Usman in the picture as the champion at welterweight, I think Colby Covington would definitely be the champion. And it's kind of unfortunate. I think I've said this on a couple other podcasts, but just saying that, you know, like, like Colby Covington, like Alexander Gustafson or like a Brian Ortega, where these guys are, I mean, they're at the top of their classes and the top of their skills. It's just unfortunate for them that they run into like the greatest to ever do it <laughs> as of right now at the same yeah. exact time that they're doing it. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, like I said, Colby Covington, I, I truly believe he would, he would be champion Alexander Gustafson. If he didn't, you know, have to fight John Jones, I think he would have been champion at one point and maybe held the belt for a, a long time. Same thing with Brian Ortega, you know, going through, I mean, Max Holloway and then Alexander Volkanovsky, but going back to the fight, it was a great fight. Um, I foresee them probably doing a third one in the future just because Colby Covington can really sell the fights and that's a good black, bad blood match. And, uh, you know, after the fight was over though, I, I enjoyed, they, they showed respect for each other and, uh, yeah, that was the main event. And then going down to the co-main event, you had Ruiz, uh, defeats Weili Zhang split decision, uh, for the strawweight title. Uh, good fight again. Uh, Wei Li, I think she had some success in the earlier rounds with some a couple of good kicks. Seemed to hurt Rose, or not hurt, but just seemed to do some damage. But then I think Rose, as Rose does, she kind of comes on. She'll just, you know, keep getting better as the fight goes on. Almost almost similar to like a Max Holloway type of ordeal where not, not a slow starter, but they're okay taking their time at first, you know, taking maybe a couple shots, reading their opponent. And then kind of coming out and just dismantling them as the fight goes on. And that's what Rose did, in my opinion. Um, she's she's just, she's really great. I mean, strawweight title. She's beat pretty much everyone. Um, you know, Yuan Young Jacek, obviously still in that picture, but she hasn't fought in a while. So I don't really know what's next for her at the moment. I'm sure there's a couple of top contenders, but nobody like jumps out to me at the moment as somebody that would be, next in line yeah. um i mean she she's great at what she does and she's just going to keep doing what she's doing and yeah that was the co-main event and then 
Then you had Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler, which if you haven't seen the fight, I would absolutely recommend going to watch <laughs> that because it was an absolute bloodbath. Those men went to went to war. I mean, to say the least. I think after the fight was over, it was either Justin. I think it was Justin, but it might have been Michael. One of them said, we were born in the wrong era. We should have been born when the gladiators fought because we would have been yeah. fighting to the death. And if you watch that fight, I mean, neither one of those guys had any quit in them. Um, I mean, just I, they were throwing everything. Uh, Justin got a big knockdown. I forget what round. I think it was maybe round three, but I can't remember. Uh, you know, uppercut from hell. and uh, Round two. I could round two Chandler yeah. down and uh I don't know how he stayed in it but I mean he stayed in it got back up and they I mean they kept fighting um you know Justin Gaethje obviously at the very top of the lightweight title picture along with Michael Chandler but obviously the win over Chandler gives Justin a better chance um oh, yeah. people are people are calling for Islam to be next in line I'm not saying that he's far away but I don't think he's next he's definitely um, not next <clears throat> Right. I mean, that fight, there's nothing, there's nothing much to say other than if you haven't seen it, you got to go watch it. And uh, I mean, just hats off to both guys. Bloodbath. For sure. And the, the other, the other one that I had just real quick uh, was the Marlon Vera versus Frankie Edgar. I love Frankie Edgar so much, but he, nothing's been going his way as of late. No. The front kick to the face and he gets knocked down and then, you know, the fight gets from there just unfortunate because if you watched the prelims the the refs were watching uh, letting fights go a little bit longer than i thought they should have gone with some of the fights and then frankie edgar said after the fight was, was over he said that you know I knew, I knew the referee would be an issue because he was watching the fights leading up to his fight and he was watching the ref let the fights go and he felt good about that but then he was scared that as soon as he walked in there they would call it early. And I'm not saying that they called it early, but if you watch the other fights compared to the other fights, I think they called it earlier than the other fights. But regardless, I mean, Marlon Vera, I mean, he's doing his thing. He got the win over Sugar Sean and now a win over yeah. Frankie Edgar. So, I mean, he's kind of climbing that title picture. Not sure if he's there yet, but with what he's doing, he's definitely making a name for himself. For sure, for sure. Um, I think that was... I think I got everybody white right in the win column except for Billy Quarantino or Quarantillo, um, which was kind of a lacquer fight on the on the fight card. Um, obviously, it followed Justin versus Michael Chandler, so any fight that follows that is going to have a lot to live up to. If you haven't seen that Justin fight, you got to watch it. But <clears throat> I called the Marlon Vera KO, and the, and the sad part about that fight, like you were talking about, was um, Frankie was was winning that fight. For at least at least a round and a half, um, I, I don't know what I would have. I, I would have given Frankie the first two rounds, to be honest. And then the third round was all Marlon, and obviously he came out with the KO. So that was a close fight. It was a good fight, um, and Marlon's definitely putting a little name behind him. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what they're gonna do with him next, but definitely keep giving him some names and see what he can do. Uh, obviously, I don't like the win over Sugar Sean. Because I'm a big Sugar Sean fan, but you got to win over Sugar Sean. You got to win over Frankie Edgar. You might as well just keep throwing names at him, see what he can do. And if he can do something, give him that title shot, see what happens. But I wanted to talk about the the, the Justin fight for a minute. 
mainly because, I mean, I was talking about on the, on the, our previous podcast, how I feel like if the Justin that comes out and fights tactical and a mindset and knows that he's the beast that beat Tony Ferguson, if that Justin Gaethje comes out, not the one that fought against Dustin Poirier, got too confident, got KO'd. If that Justin comes out, he's winning that fight. And he did. That's exactly what he did. He came out. He had a chin to him. Um, he talked about the uppercut from hell in round two. I think if he would have followed that up a little differently, I think he probably could have got the finish there. He was a little skittish, which, to be fair, if you see Michael Chandler and you've seen his punching power, I would also be skittish. But Chandler did a great job. He kept a um, low guard and pretty much kept Justin away from ground and pounding him to end that fight. So I think Michael did a great job, but he, I, I kind of wanted to talk about Michael for a second. He's, he's 0-2 in the UFC now. Obviously he came in from Bellator as the champion. Um, straight away got a title fight against Charles Oliveira. Oliveira. Got KO'd in that fight. Had a war with Justin Gaethje. I mean, what do you think next for Michael Chandler? I don't know. I mean, I, I really, and I've said this before, you know, when you're losing to guys at the very top, you don't really lose a lot of stock to your name. I'm not saying that he fall. I'm not saying, you know, he gets the number two or three guy again, but you don't really lose a lot of stock when, you know, again, you're losing to Justin Gaethje, who's, I mean, he's got to be ranked like two or three at least. And then, you, you know, you fight the champ, Charles Oliveira, and you lose to him. But before that, he was winning the Charles Oliveira fight before he got KO'd. And then, you know, the Justin Gaethje fight was just, it was back and forth. I mean, it was a great fight. It was a close fight, but I mean, Justin Gaethje pulled out with the victory in the end. But I would say, well, how about this? Give him to Islam Makachev because Islam, if he jumps up there, because, you know, Michael Chandler will fall in the rankings mm -hmm. and then Islam will jump up the rankings because he just beat Dan Hooker. So why don't you make those two guys fight? I think that's, I think that'd be a good yeah. fight. We can't figure. I mean, what's what's Tony Ferguson doing though? That's why. Have you seen is he? Is he I literally, I'm trying to look up if he's if there's even even anything going on with him right now. But I don't think. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there is. I mean, his last fight was was uh, was his last fight to Justin Gaethje, or was it to Benio Darius? Oh, it was, it was Darius. I forgot about the Darius fight. Yeah, yeah, and then he has not been active ever since. Lost that via decision. Yeah, he's he's on three losses in a row. So I, I don't even know what he's ranked right now. If he's, um... yeah, I mean, I mean, a Makachev fight with Chandler kind of seems to make some sense. I mean, I'm sure that Makachev wouldn't be happy because he probably just wants to fight a guy that just got a win. But I yeah. think stylistically, I mean, Makachev, he's a, I think he's a better striker than Khabib was. So I think he's a decent striker, and his ground and pound is obviously. It's not as good as Khabib's, but, it, it, you know, it's getting up there. It's yeah. very high in the UFC, at least. And Michael Chandler's no slouch. I mean, jiu-jitsu, I'm pretty sure he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and he's also has, like, some very serious wrestling credentials. Plus, he can strike, and he has power. So I think that would be a good fight. And kind of, that kind of makes sense now because they're probably going to be relatively close. They probably are relatively close in the rankings. I haven't checked the updated rankings, but I'm sure they're close. So that that one kind of seems interesting. I don't I don't see why you couldn't do something like that. That's, yeah, I think I think you nailed 
I think you nailed it right on the head. I think that's the fight to make. Um, you got Islam at four, Michael at five, though, on the updated ranking. So he'd be fighting somebody below him. If you give him to Benil Dariush, is if you give Islam to Benil Dariush, I mean, that's a good fight. If you give him to, you can't give him to Justin because he's going to wait for the title fight. Can't give him to Dustin or Charles because they're going to be in the title fight. Michael's going to need, I mean, Islam's ready to fight anytime, anywhere, all the time. So, I mean, Benil hasn't fought since Maine. He's one above. Obviously, he beat Tony Ferguson. Michael's going to need five, six months to recover probably from that. So, I think I think the Michael Chandler fight would be a great fight, but they'll probably end up giving him to Benil Dariush if Dariush wants to fight and Islam wants to fight. That's probably what they'll do. But yeah. that Chandler fight, I just I, I don't know. I don't know what comes from from next for Chandler. I don't know if we. I I think I personally think we give him to Tony Ferguson because Tony Ferguson's on a three fight lose streak. Michael Chandler's on a two fight lose streak in the UFC. They're both still ranked. Tony Ferguson is ranked number seven right now. Michael Chandler's ranked number five. That's not a bad fight to make. I think. I think they're both stylistically stand up fighters and get somebody back in the win column. I think that's the fight to make now that I think about it. So <clears throat> maybe we'll see that. Maybe we'll see an Azlon versus Benil. Um, all I know is I'm excited for this Dustin Charles Oliveira fight. <laughs> or we see a Connor versus Chandler. I don't want to see that. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see Connor get knocked out for a ninth time. I'm good. <laughs> it's he's still ranked too. That's what's pissing me off a little bit. Like, I love Connor. I love him to death. He brought me into the fight game. I've said it millions of times. He's ranked number nine in the lightweight division. I I just I can't. I can't do it anymore. If if he's going to come out and he's going to legitimately compete, he can't do this nice guy, bad guy sometimes kind of thing. He's all or one way or another. I don't like what Chael said about him. I don't know if you heard about what Chael said about him. He called him a rich weirdo. Um, I don't really okay. <laughs> <laughs> But Connor's definitely been on some shit recently. I mean, he posted that that. I don't know if you saw his Instagram story of him, like, pacing back and forth. Oh. He was fighting. Um, that was a bit crazy. He was like squaring up with him, like he was in the other corner. Yeah, he was squaring up to like his living room TV with like his <laughs> <laughs> fireplace. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I I genuinely my my thought about Connor is if he's going to come back, I think he needs to come back at Walter weight because I think I thought he looked really good physically in the cowboy fight. I thought he looked better than he has at lightweight, but I don't know if his power translates as well in the welterweight division. That's probably why he fights at light. Anyway, I don't want to see that fight. So <clears throat> long story short, um, I think that pretty much covers everything. I wanted to talk about UFC 268. There was something else you wanted to bring up. I'm just taking a quick look. I got nothing. I did kind of want to, I didn't touch on the main event at all, actually. Um, Usman versus Colby Tomlinson. Uh, there was a lot of, for me, I thought Colby definitely won at least two rounds in that fight. Um, I thought he looked way – when he first came out, I think if he – when he first came out, he was – he obviously knows Kamaro's power, and I think he was skittish, uh, a little scared to, to, to confront, and I think because he didn't really start picking it up and getting really into the fight until, like, midway through the second round, I think if he would have came out exactly how he did – I think he probably could have pulled off the upset. I think Kamaro, you, you, I mean, Colby Covington 
has fought Kamal Usman twice and given Kamal Usman the worst time twice. And you're absolutely right that if Kamar wasn't fighting, he would be champion. Um, I mean, that fight was no slouch either. It wasn't fight of the year like Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler, but that was a pretty good fight. Um, hope he put up, started putting up a fight. He put up a damn good fight. He hit Kamar with a couple of things. Even Kamaro said that his powers increased and his striking's a lot better than the first time they fought. I think that's a great fight. I, I don't know about... There, there was a lot of chance of, of robbery after that fight on the Instagram pages of UFC. I don't know about that. I think Kamara won that fight pretty. I think I think you could give Colby Covington two rounds pretty easily. I mean, overall, it was a great fight. Great fight card. The Rose fight was really good. Uh, back and forth. Willie Zhang always puts up a good fight. Um, maybe we give Zhang Dong Jacek as a rematch, not tie to fight to set up the third fight or maybe, maybe. Yeah, you can do something like that. But I wanted to talk about Max real quick. Um, just had a fight night two nights ago. Um, Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. Rodriguez coming back after two years. Max Holloway wanting to stay active because they're not giving him the Volkanovski fight back to back to back. So um, not a whole lot of names on the fight card. I mean, there's a couple of them. Felicia Spencer, Ben Rothwell got knocked out in the first round in about five seconds. But I just mainly want to focus on Max. Uh, it looked dominant as always. Um, I think that was, I think what I should say is it was a good fight. Yair landed a lot of good punches. Seemed to kind of have Max figured out. Um, I wouldn't say it was a complete and utter Max domination, but Max's fights are always so technical and pinpoint and and yet so destructive and bloody at the same time. Um, Max just, just knows how to fight, whether you're going to come at him pinpoint tactical like he does, or if you're going to come at him swinging blood and, um, I think Yair had a great fight. Um, I was worried for Max a couple of times there, and Max is one of my favorite fighters. Um, <clears throat> but I thought I thought it was a great fight. I think I think he won that pretty pretty easily for me um, after the first round, first couple of rounds. I think I, you could probably give Day Yair, but after that, I think it was all Max. And I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on that and uh, what you think is next for Max. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with what you said. For first round, round and a half to two rounds, I uh, I think I even gave the first round to Yair. I mean, he just looked good coming out. I kind of said it earlier. It's just, uh, you know, Max kind of takes his time sometimes to figure fighters out. If any fighter you need to figure out in the featherweight division is definitely Yair just because he'll give you so many different looks, spinning back elbows and back fists and kicks from nowhere. and you know, Yair was doing a lot of damage with the leg kicks in the first couple of rounds. He kind of abandoned them in the later rounds, but he was doing a lot of damage with those. Like you said, it kind of seemed like he, he had to figure out from the jump because he was landing a lot of good shots. Not to say that Max wasn't landing good shots as well, but I just don't think we typically see people land as cleanly or, you know, as many combinations or, you know, maybe even even do much do as much damage to max that early on in a fight we just don't see that typically for max right not a bad thing it's just something we don't typically see but as i said before you know max kind of put it all together and you know as the fight went on he just took over more and more uh yeah you're kind of abandoned leg kicks like i said which i think was a mistake for yair uh, i think if he saw his foot after the fight though I, he probably he broke his 
foot at some point. So I'm sure that's when you stop throwing kicks. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then I, I think the real key to success was, you know, besides uh, Max is always so technical with his boxing, great boxer, one of the best boxers in C for sure. But I think the number one ingredient in this fight that led to his success was just the ground control. Um, you know, we don't typically see that out of Max. I think his last submission 2015. So he, I mean, he doesn't, he's not a submission artist, but we got to see, you know, his jujitsu and his wrestling and his transitions with a kind of a crazy, awkward, weird guy like Yair on the ground. And I mean, he did great. I mean, he didn't get a submission, but he was never in any trouble on the ground and he was able to stand up quickly, fight the hands. And then he was loose back to, you know, swinging, swinging or back on the ground for a different submission attempt or ground and pound or something like that. But I was definitely impressed because it just showed me a different slash new side of Max. We don't typically, we don't often see, you might forget that like, okay, this, this guy is really well-rounded. I mean, he was the champion for a reason. Just people don't typically take him down for whatever reason. I don't know, but he seems to be pretty solid on the ground. So that gives everybody a different look now when they're trying to face Max. And as to what comes next, that, that's just a tough one, man, because it's kind of just like, I just don't see anybody else except for Volkanovsky, but I know it's a tough sell. At some point, people are going to get bored with it, but it's like, what do you do with the guy? You just keep giving them like the two and three ranked guys. At some point, somebody's probably going to beat them, you know, just by chance or, or whatever. Maybe they're better. Who knows? But at some point he's going to get beat. And then what? Then it's like, oh yeah, he should never have been up there. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I think you just, I think you got to give him back to Volkanovsky and let him have it out again. I mean, that the first, the, those, those fights are just too closely contested. Max has literally ran through everybody in the vision. There's nothing left for Max except for Volkanovsky or move up to 155. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll stand behind that for sure. Um, I've forever and always said I think Max won both of those fights against Vol- Volkanovsky. Um, I don't think they're going to give it to him. I think the only way they're going to give it to him is if, Obviously, Brian Ortega just fought Volkanovski. Max just fought Yair Rodriguez. I think they're going to do the Max Holloway-Brian Ortega fight. I think Volkanovski is going to sit down for a little bit and just kind of watch. Because um, obviously, one, two, and three just fought. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Chen Sung Jung or Calvin Cater. These people working their way up. I don't really care. I just want to see Max fight. Um, I don't think the Max-Brian Ortega rematch, I don't think that's a bad I don't think that's a bad shot to make um, to, because if, if Max wins that fight again, I mean, then you have literally no option in, in, in a strictly fighting standpoint in a non-business standpoint, he's number one. You're probably not even looking at giving him the Volkanovsky fight right now. So if you give him another fight and he takes it against Ortega and he beats the number two contender, you have to give him the championship fight. I mean, that's it. So I think yeah. probably what they're going to do, I think the Max holloway Brian fight is, I think that's a good sell, especially after the war that the first one is known to be and how close that fight was. Um, I think that's the fight to make as much as I want to see him fight Volkanovski and win for a third time, but probably not get the title back. I don't know. I think that's the fight to make. I think Sam, or I think Max is, Max is always going to be the GOAT for me in that division. So I think that pretty much wraps it up. For us today, UFC 268 was an absolute banger of a fight card. If you didn't watch those fights, I know most of them ended in decision, but 
close decisions, whether they were unanimous or not, they were, they were close. They were good fights to watch. I would highly recommend checking over pretty much the entire fight card. Even the prelims were good. All ended in KOs. That's pretty much it for me. Um, Next podcast, not quite sure what we're going to talk about yet, but we'll come up with something. Hopefully talk about a little bit more than just the UFC, get some boxing in there, but got to figure something out yet. But thanks for listening, guys. Uh, And as always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.